Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week we are returning to... Woodsboro. Is it Woodsboro? Yeah, it's Woodsboro. 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 I think so. Because yeah. I was going to say Woodsbury, but I think that's an actual place. Uh, yeah, we're returning for Scream. So if you see the title of this episode and you think, oh wait, didn't you guys just do this a couple of months ago? We done Scream 1996, but not Scream 2022. Which isn't yeah. a remake, in case you haven't seen it. It is a sequel, but they've done that thing where they're just calling it Scream. It's so lame. <laughs> I hate that they're doing it because it's so like it's so short sighted. Because we won't get into spoilers until closer towards the end. But this film yeah. is clearly setting up future films, and you're like, well, what are you going to call Scream 2023 or 2024? Yeah, is it going to be Scream? It's not going to be Scream 2. It's not going to be Scream 6. Yeah. It's going to be called like Scream Again. Yeah, or Scream Redemption. (laughs) Yeah, like... Or or was it? Uh, Resurgence. (laughs) Resurgence, Redemption, uh, Resurrections could be one. Resurrections, yeah. uh, We had the same with the the new Matrix movie. We were like, what was I calling it? Uh, Resurgedemption. (laughs) Because they've done it with Halloween, with the, the last Halloween movie was just called Halloween. And yeah. then it was Halloween Kills, and the next one is Halloween Ends. It's like, they're, ter- they're terrible names. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, re- the new one, is it, it's not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's oh. the difference. I'm surprised they didn't just call it Chainsaw. Yeah, or just Saw. um which by the way because we've we done text chance massacre just a couple of weeks ago uh i did also watch the new chance massacre film it is possibly the biggest piece of shit i have ever seen in my life i must watch it so it is paul it well no it's not the biggest piece of shit but because there's actually money behind it and it's a modern horror movie it's amazing that it's as bad as it is. It feels like it was made in two thousand and two. Well, yeah, you were saying that to me. You were, you were like, not live tweeting it, but you were live texting me and sending me voice messages while you were. Uh, yeah, it. yeah. Just my my grief, telling you my grievances with it. I won't yeah. go into it because that's not what this episode is. But it was it was appalling. I think a lot of the new um, the sequels to slasher movies are pretty bad. Like the the two thousand and eighteen Halloween, I really enjoyed, but then the sequel Halloween Kills absolute trash yeah whereas i think scream even though like i have my problems with it i think this 2022 version probably the best of all the like reboots or what to do requels yeah requel that's what Which i didn't even know was a, i didn't even know that was a term until they mentioned it in this film <laughs> yeah but i think it probably is the best out of all of them so far anyway scream is or i think so yeah and that's not to say scream is amazing it's just that the other ones are so Bad. I, I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, even though it was not the best movie ever. Um, it knows like, what it is. It um, yeah, yeah. It was it was perfectly serviceable. We'll get into it um, in a minute. But well, no, there's no real bunker keeping. I just want to ask people to uh, leave us a review on Apple or wherever you listen to this if they allow you to leave reviews because. Uh, we haven't got any in a while, and that might be because we haven't done any episodes in a while. As we're recording this, we yeah. haven't actually uploaded any of the new episodes. We're trying to just yeah. bag a couple, but uh, we could do with some some new reviews. 
please? Uh, I don't think there's any other bunker keeping other than we talked briefly about Tapecast last time. We haven't really settled on that. I'm still unsure if doing a Wasteland Survival Guide is a good idea with the looming threat of nuclear war, but... I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe switch to zombie apocalypse and we'll do nuclear when uh, things die down. But no, listeners, let us know if you think... if you, maybe Maybe it's better to do nuclear now when it's relevant yeah. i don't know yeah i, I don't wanna, i don't want to be accused of um profiting from a situation yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> as, as if we're profiting we'll probably lose money <laughs> yeah. well we'll definitely lose money on it johnny but it's more that we're we're trying to gain advantage from yeah that uh, we already got like used to get accused of that anyway so it's like does it matter now <laughs> might as well do it and get yeah. accused. at least there might be some uh validity to to those claims but anyway that's all that's all the bunker keeping we can get into scream so in general you you had fun with it yeah yeah i i really enjoyed it there's there's a couple of like i suppose really dumb moments in it um that kind of annoyed me and i was thinking about them this is literally the sort of thing like i'm lying in bed at night going but then why like why did this happen Mm. oh i suppose this and i was like and i just thought it was too many assumptions for them to get away with it and uh, like a really simple one annoyed me is i suppose it's really hard to say it without spoiling there's a scene where somebody shoots Ghostface, and then a minute later it's revealed Ghostface is wearing a bulletproof vest mm. but for the rest of the movie Ghostface never wears a bulletproof vest ever again and yes yeah. the only way you could possibly explain it is Ghostface is going into a situation where there were armed guards that's not even my biggest problem with that scene. My problem is that Ghostface's shot goes down and they run away. It's like, but like, why? There's no. If you think you've done the job, then there's no reason to run. Yeah, and then it's just an excuse to get rid of some of the characters. So as one of them goes, got to go back and make sure he's dead or what? You know, go for the head. Yeah, yeah. It's just to do that. Like, yeah, there's some very convoluted writing of convenience in it. Um, most of it centered around trying to make you think that the killer isn't who you know full well it is, which is kind yeah. of what they've done in the original. But in the original, they had the benefit of it being like the first slasher film where there was actually two killers. So it worked. So they were yeah. able to throw you off by making it so obvious that one of the guys was. So it's then we're talking about Ski Ulrich as Billy Loomis. When yeah. you find you're like, it's definitely him. It's definitely him. And then you see him get killed and you're like, oh my god of course it's not him because it was too obvious yeah exactly and uh, then it turns out no it was him and that was the entire point of having the two killers was like yeah. the first scream is so well written and that they try and do it the same in this one but because you know that it's going to be two killers it just makes it so obvious who the two but, killers are but the characters even say like the characters early on even say there's definitely two killers there's always two <laughs> Even if they didn't say it, you'd know it. Like it's a scream movie, so yeah, that's yeah. their thing now. It's too good. I before we get any further, I was I want to say five minutes, into, uh, maybe ten minutes into this movie, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I know who the killers are." I were you the same? No, I, I had because I saw the IMDb credits about six months ago, and I knew who the killers were. Well, I knew who oh, one of them was. Okay. I literally saw a name on the credits, like, "Oh yeah, he's he he's a killer anyway." And then watching yeah. the film a few minutes yeah. in, I was like, "And that other person is the killer." I I had the I didn't see that he was in it, but yeah, I put it together as well. The same way. But I had a secondary backup, thinking that it was 
two of the well, characters. Hold on, we, we're, we're talking, it's so weird yeah, that we're having good, this so. conversation. So the plot of Scream is that there's been a new uh, slate of attacks in Woodsboro. Uh, the first, we open on kind of like a, a throwback to the Drew Barrymore scene and the victim actually survives. Uh, she also looks like an actual teenager. I believe yeah. the actor is a teenager. Some of them actually look like teenagers in this, at least. Uh, and it turns out um, she's related to our main character, who we find out very early on is the daughter of Billy Loomis, the killer from the original. I say yeah. early on, it feels really early on. Like when they reveal that she's his daughter, I was like, geez, that's so early to, to reveal that. And then I looked at how long it was the film had been on. It was like 35 minutes in. I was like, oh, OK, it's just a really well paced film. Because I yeah, thought yeah. we were like 15 minutes in. I was like, they're dropping that so soon. The, but, the first hour was very well paced and put together, I thought. That's... Yeah, now that is kind of, I guess we're already into spoiler territory, but I, that, I think that's just general plot. And the film's been out long enough. Most people have seen it. We won't like spoil the actual ending until closer to the end of the episode, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we'll give a warning. Um, yeah. Because people don't, like a lot of people just don't want to know who the killers are until they see it. So yeah, which is fair. Um, but obviously, we, like watching the movie, you're like, well, obviously this is the ply. It's to get her back to the, to her hometown. That's why they targeted her estranged sister. And yeah, and then from then on, it generally just follows kind of Scream 1 of her meeting her sister's friends and them trying to figure out who the killer is. They uh, recruit some, a, a legacy character, as we learn is the term. Yeah, uh, She meets up with, her and her boyfriend meet up with Dewey from the original to help them solve the case that's generally the, yeah and uh, and of course important to i can't remember the character's name but billy's daughter uh isn't uh, mentally stable and uh, she has visions of her father yeah actual conversations with him uh kind of like a norman bates scenario which i, I liked as an add-on because yeah i like that i think not, that's a, yeah. that's how they did any of the other movies you know you never see that kind of perspective from characters right um so it was nice and then it was nice to see skeet back yeah oh always oh, nice to see skeet back i did think the uh the aging effect for him was kind of unnecessary yeah i kind of i was like there was patch you, you were didn't even look at like him no yeah you sent me you sent me a message saying how uh, like he, he hasn't aged that much like just dye his hair black again like he's yeah. a bit gray but face wise and i was thinking about it i was like and plus he's covered probably, in blood yeah they probably could have done it with like makeup in terms of like take take away his crow's eyes yeah and things like that and he just looked the same you know what i mean like there's they didn't need to digitally de-age him they could have just physically done it with very little makeup like like smooth out him like the, the wrinkles around his eyes you know what I mean? And Absolutely. Dye his, hair, dye his hair black again and stuff. And they'd have gotten away with it, I think. Bit of concealer. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have done the job. Yeah, it's it's very, it's just that's the, that's the thing to do now, is the de-aging yeah. effect. Well, it looks so obvious. It just looks like a an Instagram filter. Yeah. It's really bad. But there is times like, there, this sort of, I think it's the second scene, the second time we see him. I don't know what, it might be just, Maybe it's because we see him in daylight or something, but it just doesn't even look like him. 
it looks like another actor. Yeah. Like it's so his face is so blurry and washed out. But do you think he was on set or was it just a stand in and then he just did the voice? I think what was really obvious about this film, a lot of people weren't on set together. Uh, it looked like a yeah. lot of Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell scenes were shot separately. Like they were shot together. Yeah. But when they interacted with the kids, oh yeah, they weren't together. But I think a lot of that is just it being a COVID movie. Oh yeah, I didn't even. And know even that. you could tell, like, there's a big party scene at the end, and you could tell the way it was blocked out. Like you compare it, there's a scene. So one of the oh, we didn't mention that all the all the victims or targets in this film all have links to the originals to the people from the original film. So there's two twin characters. They're both movie nerds, and of course, they're Randy from their their uncle is Randy from the original. And yeah, they do a throwback. Jamie Kennedy's character, isn't it? Yeah, they do a throwback to his scene where he's like watching Halloween and shouting at the screen, telling Jamie Lee Curtis to look behind her, and Ghostface is behind him. Well, in this film, we have his niece watching Stab, the film based on the events that happened in Scream One, and she's shouting at the screen at her uncle to look behind. And again, Ghostface yeah. is actually behind her. It's way, it's so out there, but it's kind of funny. But it's, if you watch that scene, you notice that there is nobody else in the house. When you compare it to like the original, yeah. it's during the party. There's lo- You can see down the corridor that there's loads of people. In this version, yeah. like the, there's nobody there because COVID movie. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, That scene was, I thought it was funny. Like it was, it was way too meta because... The original scene was quite meta because he's shouting at Jamie Lee Curtis on in Halloween. And yeah, that was sort of the whole joke, and so they doubled up on it. And uh, but it might, the thing I found about that was so the scene in Stab, which is the fictional movie in the Scream universe based on the events that happened in the first Scream, is like word for word the exact same script. Yeah, and all I can think is, but no one else was there to know what was said and what exactly happened. <laughs> but yet, they've reacted, reenacted the scene exactly the same, and that really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen Scream Three? No, not for a long, long time. That's I think that they actually, I think that's kind of the plot po- plot point in Scream Three because it's the, one of the producers is the killer. He was on like a chat um, room with yeah the boys and stuff, so that's how he oh, had all. Okay, this. he knew them. Yeah. Um, I think I might be remembering that wrong, yeah. but there's definitely something in it. Oh, okay. um, Johnny here coming in from the future because I know we're going to get messages about this. So I, I have to correct it now as I'm editing because I realized I, I knew there was a reason. I knew there was a reason that the, that the filmmakers behind Stab or in the Scream universe knew word for word what Randy said in that scene. And it's not because of anything got to do with Scream 3. It's because in Scream 1, when Gail Weathers comes to the party, Courtney Cox's character, she plants a, a camera underneath the v, uh, underneath the TV on top of the VCR, and they're actually monitoring that living room from the van. And when we see that scene of Randy in the original and the killer behind him, it's actually through the POV of the, of the hidden camera. So there, in the Scream universe, there is actual real video of that scene. So that's how they could replicate the scene perfectly in Stab. Just had to put that in there, uh, so you don't need to message us. There's other stuff I got wrong earlier. You can message us about that. I wasn't arse correcting that because it didn't seem as important. But also, 
I think that joke is for us. Like this. Uh, oh no, it is. Yeah, that, yeah. that version of Stab that they're watching in this, I don't think that is the same as how Stab One is presented in the original or in like Scream Two. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very much seems to be shot for this. Yeah, I thought because it looked way too. It looked way too 2022. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm sure in the Scream universe, there's already been a remake of Stab, so she could have been watching the remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't they? they they're referencing the latest Stab film, and they're saying how it... Um, like they're, I think it's like Stab 11 or something like that. Yeah, I think it's an eight, but yeah, and he has different weapons and it's just a different character entirely. Um, That's really funny, the idea that like a ghost face is like a muscly guy in a a cut-off shirt with his arms out and he's got a flamethrower. Yeah. (laughs) And stuff in a a remake. So to get into the film, so yeah, I I like the idea of dealing with um, the daughter of the, the serial killer from the original plot what i'm not sure it makes sense i feel like billy loomis was a very busy 17 year old if he was like you know killing sydney's like killing sydney's mother and framing another person for it all as part of his plight and then like going out with sydney and like planning this turning his friend stew into a psychopath to come along with him and do all all this and then like during that he was also having going out with another girl in the school without anybody knowing and he knocked her up and she never revealed anything like i i feel like (laughs) that was just that's a bit too much going on for poor poor old billy loomis i'd forgotten he'd killed her mother as well that was uh yeah a year prior to the events of screen like a year prior yeah so well it was kind of implied that the the main character's uh, mother he'd gotten her pregnant when they were about sixteen so maybe a year before probably around the time he killed no uh, I think it, like I I think it act, it'd have to have been closer to it'd have to have been much much closer to the events of Scream you think yeah I think they like pretty much say it <laughs> oh yeah sorry it was annoying me the main character's name is Sam. Sorry, I had to look it up. Because they say it, like, but they, because, yeah, I'm pretty sure she says senior year and that, so it would be. Oh, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it'd make, make even less sense if it was a year beforehand, because why she wouldn't have kept it quiet then. She kept it quiet because he was a serial killer. Yeah, you'd think Sydney would know, like, oh, her boyfriend had yeah. like, well, there'd got be no, his like, last girlfriend pregnant. Like, you'd think, yeah. There'd be no, no, like, why would a teenager hide a pregnancy if it was just another guy in her class that knocked her up you know it's because he was a serial killer (laughs) like i feel like she obviously didn't even know like she probably found out she was pregnant two months after billy loomis was dead oh yeah i didn't even think of it that way yeah so he was just it happened he was a busy boy yeah yeah but he was very busy like because i feel like for because his whole plan was to um like he had to get sydney to sleep with him, to lose her virginity, because then she meets the criteria for the rules of a slasher film. Yeah. And a lot of that relied on him being the patient boyfriend who wasn't rushing her in. He was being, playing the good guy that wasn't rushing her into stuff. <laughs> yeah. So he was really risking his whole plan by just like go, going and riding some other one in their class or in their school. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't, 
I know that just doesn't fit with the the character from the first one. He oh, wouldn't yeah. have taken that risk. He was so he was so hyper focused. He'd planned this for like a whole year, more even. He's also a horny teenage boy, you know. No, he's a psychopath. That overrides everything else. Yeah, that's pretty true, actually. Yeah, the... No, his main fo- his main focus, the reason he was alive was to fucking for what he had planned for Stu. Like he he turned Stu into a psychopath. At least yeah. I always assume he turned Stu into a psychopath. It was him that really oh, definitely egged yeah, him yeah. into this. It's like that he was working on that for a whole year, probably more. I just don't feel like he would have risked uh Sydney finding out he was riding somebody else because that had ruined his whole plan. Yeah, I'd say he probably always saw something in Stu that he knew he could push him over the edge. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh yeah, but I'm sure it still still took work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not. It's not like say, hey, yeah, you want to have a bunch of people. Oh yeah, man, that sounds cool. <laughs> but the point is, it's bullshit writing. The character from the yeah. first one wouldn't have done it. Yeah, not a chance. But it's, but it's still nice that they they found a clever way to create a new legacy character and stuff. Yeah, but the prob- it probably would have made more sense to do it with Stu's character, to make it yeah. the daughter of Stu. Because yeah, he could have easily been... I thought been... that as well. Um, and I, I had another theory f- uh, further on uh, related to that that didn't come to fruition. But, uh, right. Um it's funny that uh, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, that like his whole plan and everything. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that at all. I just no, it was the first thing I thought was like, it just just doesn't make yeah. sense with how that character is depicted in the first one. <laughs> yeah, it under kind of like it undermines his sadistic cunningness in the first one if he was risking it all just to get laid. <laughs> I mean, he's. He's definitely one of my heroes. I've just <laughs> and uh, I admire admire his work very much. That I, yeah, I and I guess the way around of it, they could have gone darker with it because, like, we do know from the first one, uh, like, that they also sexually assaulted Sydney's mother. They didn't just kill her. Oh yeah, I didn't even think that. So the cold have gone more that direction. Though I don't know if it's confirmed that they actually did. I think maybe that was just assumed by authorities when they arrested the other guy for it. Because he had been her boyfriend. He was going, like, that guy had been having an affair with her. Yeah. So it might have just been that because he had consensual sex with her and was framed for the murder, they assumed he had raped her. Oh, yeah. Because that he's, what's the name? Cotton It's Sorry? Cotton oh, the character. Yeah, it's your man Live Schraber or something like that. Yeah, li- Liv Schraber. Eve? Live? I think it's Liv. I don't know. Anyway, Cotton oh. Reary's the character. I remember the character's yeah, name. Yeah. That's... Oh, you went down the rabbit You've watched a couple of the other Scream movies recently. I mean, after we watched the first I think one. I've always just remembered the characters from Scream movies because they, the credits at the end show their picture with their name on it. I think it's just really easy to remember. That's oh, why I remember yeah, all yeah. the actors from it too. Yeah. Like that's realistically that's why I've always remembered Skeet Ulrich's name, <laughs> <laughs> and I like they actually done that in this version too, where they have all the actors. Yeah. And good. I know, like, I now know a lot of their like Jenna Ortega is the girl at the start. I think that's her name, something like that. Uh, you don't know. My my point was just I remember names now because they show you the picture of them at the end. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, for, an actor, for an actor. For an actor. 
it's good, a good role to get in a screen movie because it means people will at least remember your name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a nice thing to. I'll have to remember that next time I make a movie. It's re- no, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing to do. Because um, like, I, I don't think I've seen another film with David Arquette in it, but he's somebody he's very recognizable just because. That's very true. That's a really good point. He's one of those people like. He just got so famous. But was it because he married Courtney Cox in the 90s? No, I think he was pretty... I think I think everybody in Scream got pretty famous pretty quickly. And I think it's mostly because yeah. you just see their picture at the end and their name right beside them. Like the same with Rose McGowan. Like Rose McGowan yeah. blew up after Scream. I have definitely have... Until uh, that Robert Rodriguez movie, when he, uh, yeah. Planet Terror. I had like I saw her in Scream then I, I didn't even see a picture of her again in my life until she was in that Rodriguez movie. But I still knew who she was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, I suppose what a lot of people probably forget is just how big Scream 1996 was when it came out. Like it was yeah, a, it was yeah. a phenomenon like of a movie. It was... But even Timothy Oliphant, like that's where I knew him for, from originally. And I knew his name yeah. because of... I remember I was even watching that Nick Cage movie, Eight Millimeter, that came out like maybe a year or two afterwards, and he's in it. And as soon as he came up, I was like, "Oh, that's Timothy Oliphant from Scream 2. He's got like <laughs> ten lines in Scream Two, but like you see his picture at the end, and yeah, he's cool. I like him. I've been watching Justified. I'm on the last season. It's a very good series, actually. He's in that. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I quite like him. He's good. Yeah, he's a good. You'd lad. like Justified. It's good. I, I started watching it like when it came out. Um, yeah. I think it was one of those things I actually was watching it as it aired and then I I'd caught up and I think they had like a mid-season break and then I just forgot about it. Oh yeah, just like five or six seasons all on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. That's a good, uh, what I call like like broken leg TV. You know, sometime you're, yes, you have a broken yeah. leg and you can't leave the house, you'll get through it all. Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> Um, but now so to put ourselves in the scenario yeah so you like let's say we both grew up in a town for this purpose we both grew up in Malahide and were involved in a spat of killings we we weren't the killers <laughs> but <laughs> or were we <laughs> yeah wherever we were targets but well, okay let's say it's just you so you grew up in a world where like this happened to you and your friends yeah yeah or no, no, it didn't happen to you and your friends. You're more like the, the character in the new Scream, I guess. Where you just grew up in a town where this happened. And then years yeah. later, you find out you're... Like, let's say you're the age you are now. And you find out you're the son of the, the killer. Yeah. How would you feel about that? Uh, I wouldn't be the happiest about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you found out that another copycat killer has started killing people in your hometown again. Yeah. And one of them maybe during a strange family member it doesn't really matter but if it was really obvious that they were doing it to try and get you back into the town what would you do probably not go <laughs> yeah it would seem like she doesn't even need like she finds out there's like this moment where she kind of like realizes that the killer was trying to draw her back to town yeah. but like you know you're billy loomis's daughter so assume like as soon as you hear that a killing Your sister or yeah. yeah just assume that this is what's happening because well she kind of did i suppose but yeah, she had to get back to see her sister yeah i think that's 
I think that was more her motive was the fact that she knew they did it to get her. So I think you'd be like, you go back to your sister and be like, okay, I'm bringing you to another hospital. Six counties over. Yeah. Like straight away under a different name and yeah, I know you're you're heavily wounded, but uh, we're dyeing your hair blonde and uh, we're gonna register you in the hospital under a different name. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, I didn't even realize it. Just occurred to me now that that uh, the, the the younger sister from the opening scene, she's in that show. You have you seen that on Netflix? I watched the first season. Yeah, yeah, she's the sister in that as well. I didn't realize. I think she's just know. much younger because probably like three years old now. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. She writes the screenplay with them. Oh, okay. I don't really re- recall that at all. But, uh, oh, I yeah, it's a weird. She looked show. familiar, and I couldn't figure out what I'd known her from. It was. Uh, I think she's one of those that she's like in everything at the moment. Yeah. Like she has like 10 films coming out in the next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she has a new horror movie coming out that actually looks really good. Um, can't remember the name of it, but it looks cool. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so if I know you're the son of a serial killer, yeah, that has to fuck, fuck with you a bit. I think though, if you look at real serial killers versus like movie serial killers, yeah. I would definitely, I think I'd be all right, not all right, but I'd definitely prefer to find out I was the son of like Billy Loomis than like a Ted Bundy. Yeah, because he, like he killed what, like six people? <laughs> not and you 106? Don't, we know. don't know who killed who. Oh, of course, yeah, because it's shared with the... But also like there's the the whole sexual element isn't there well depending on how we read yeah, into yeah, what happened yeah. with the mother but also i think there's something the fact that billy was uh like it was all about revenge he had like a motive that wasn't just i want to like torture people yeah there was more to he it. wasn't just sadistic he had like the, it was this whole revenge because like billy's whole plan was that once they because him and Stu were going to frame the story that they that the that it was Sydney's father that done it and they survived or at least that's the plan he tells Stu but obviously he had intended to then kill Stu as well yeah so as far as Billy was concerned they were never going to kill again yeah it was kind of a one and done yeah plan so it wasn't really about the killing for him it was about like the ult- this was just his ultimate way to get payback yeah. on the people he he considered they wronged him not defending billy yeah. loomis here he's an absolute psychopath but i think I, that would just sit better with me that he it was all just an evil revenge plot he wasn't like just doing it for the sheer love of killing people no like it's a hard it's a hard harsh comparison but it's the only thing i can think of is it'd be similar to say someone who did a it's a spree killing as opposed to a serial killer. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It was a planned out spree killing, but it's closer to being related to say someone who's a school shooter as opposed to a serial killer who was operating for 10 years. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it was, 
it was a specific it was a specific task yeah, yeah exactly so it's not as i suppose if you find out he's your dad uh and you're whatever like 16 17 um i doubt you're gonna read into it that deeply you're just gonna think oh my god I'm so no but over the years it. you're definitely going to yeah. it's all you're yeah. going to be thinking about yeah yeah exactly. would you, you tell to people find ways to live with it um probably your nearest and dearest like you know what i mean like you tell so the mo- the motive in this is that sam who's the main character she leaves town and it basically uh becomes estranged from her family because um she's worried that she's got just like billy and she'll kill her sister yeah and also like she found out accidentally she found her mother's diary in an attic yeah and called her mother out on it and didn't realize her father was with any earshot and that's why her father left and that's what ruined their family and she felt guilty and left and i love the idea that this mother went to so much hassle to hide the fact that she gave birth to billy loomis's kid but kept her diaries in the attic i know (laughs) it's such convoluted writing and and it brings to mind an even more complicated thing of like did her dad think he was the father so then i assume so so then how closely did she did she find out she was pregnant like the, as you said did she find out she was like say a month pregnant like the day the day after the killings the end of say scream one where they revealed that billy was the killer and she instantly just hooked up with another guy to try and cover it up <laughs> Maybe it was that, I, like, I can imagine yeah. that there's a good chance now that they've already bought, brought Skeet back and done de-age and they might do like a flashback, a flashback of like some other storyline that was going on the night like maybe she was coming to that house to tell Billy the night it all yeah. happened or something do you know what because they showed him de-aged in uh, Sam's kind of hallucinations or whatever I was really hoping for a flashback. Oh uh, yeah, I thought we were going to get one. Yeah, and and then we didn't. I was really disappointed by that. Um, it would have been nice to get something like that, say another perspective thing. Or I think we're going to. Yeah, that was the one good thing they'd done in the new Halloween film, and I wish they just made the whole movie this. But in the new Halloween film, there's a cop who let Michael get away. And he's still a cop in the town. And now when uh-huh. Michael's back, it's a, he, he's trying to catch him. But they keep cutting back to flashbacks to the original Halloween, to this to what he was doing that night. And they use yeah. some footage from the original to edit him into, like they put him into, like you know when the, like the cops shoot at Michael at the very end of Halloween. Oh, he's yeah. he's one of the cops, and they digitally put him in there. Ah, that's cool. That's um, it? And there's some random scenes that are just like what happened when like just after like a famous scene from halloween where you see michael like fucking just walking down the street it'll show what was happening just two blocks away and it's new footage of this cop yeah but i can see them doing something like that maybe in the next one because obviously they mentioned like the the problem with the scream films we're having a legacy this is what characters talk about in the film is that it's a different killer in each movie so so there is no legacy really yeah and obviously that's trying what they're trying to set up that billy loomis's daughter is now going to be probably a recurring character 
Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's nice. And she's clearly not stable herself. Like she, no. <laughs> I I don't think she'll ever become Ghostface. I think that'd be too dumb. Yeah, but she'll. She's certainly going to kill people. I think. I'd um. I just think I I'd be quite happy if the Scream franchise just got really weird now. And just made it that like, well, now Billy as like, like, it's not just her that sees Billy Loomis, that maybe like the other, like reveal that the other killers who've copied him have also oh. seen him and been talking to him and like just hint towards some supernatural thing. Oh, like he ends up like taking control over and it turns out it's not Billy, it's actually a demon and like ghost, it is ghost face. Who yeah, like yeah, like a, a dark pa- who passenger possesses. or something. Yeah, like Dexter is dark passenger. That's or they, that'd is be a Billy. Cool way to Billy go just on. became the dark passenger. Yeah, and it is just like a psychosis. Like you don't have to say outright that it's supernatural. Like you can have some yeah. like fake science in it that like, oh, this is a common thing that the, like an idea can be contagious or something. I don't yeah, know, yeah, some bullshit. Uh, but the hint would be that it might be suit like like Michael Myers, where it's like maybe it's supernatural, but we never say it. That'd be a good way to do it. Um, that'd be quite clever. Yeah, we should write a scream movie. We should write write a scream movie. I think we could write a good scream movie. If Paramount are listening, I'm gonna call it Scary Shouting. <laughs> Now, Shane, bit of a detour. Not a detour. There's something we haven't really done before, but I think this could yep. be fun. So we're talking about being the son of a serial killer. I have a game we could play. Special game. Oh, yeah? Sounds like I'm doing a bit from Scream. I'm not going to ask <laughs> you what your favorite horror movie is, but I have a game made up for you that we can play now called Who's the Daddy? Oh. Did you get those links I sent you on Discord? Did. I'm just trying to get it to open for me now. It's doing some weird. So basically, so it's just two rounds, and I'm going to show you pictures of serial killers, yeah. and you have uh, to tell me whether they're a father or not. Okay. <laughs> so that's the first round, and then there's a second round, and in the second round, I'm going to show you the picture of the son or daughter of a serial killer, and you have to tell me which serial killer. Uh, Give, not give birth to them, but father to them. Okay, I have two pictures here. Okay, so the so first, is, we, yeah, the first, the first one, one is round first one. Round. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So can I click on it now? Um, yeah, well, actually, hold on, because I have a different version, because I want to make sure I have the answers right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd opened the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, you can click on it, because it's all, it's all eight pictures, but um, we'll take them one by one. Oh, okay. So, so the first one... No, I, yeah, I don't have the names written down for you, but I'll, like, I'll yeah, name yeah. them out for you. I know some of them. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll see if you recognize them first. But yeah. And we might do a video component for this, and I'll just put up the pictures yeah. on YouTube or something. But so the first one, I think, is very easy. We'll start easy. That is uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. So is he a daddy? We need a team tune for this. We need a game show team tune. <laughs> 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 What rhymes with daddy? Who's the daddy? <laughs> we need like a bit of a jingle, like something related yeah. to killer. Uh, we'll do you know what I'll do? I'll record my daughter just going, daddy. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you the audio file and you can edit it in. Uh, body. Body rhymes with daddy. You could do something about it. 
yeah. the body. I don't know. <laughs> what were the motives? Where'd they hide the bodies? But the bigger question is, who's the daddy? That's really rhyme. It's close enough. Okay, so I'm going to throw it for guesses. Number two is... No, no, hold on. No, no, sorry. No, no, we'll take them one by one. So Okay, sorry. So first, the first picture there is Jeffrey Dahmer. So is he a daddy? Um, I'm trying to think what I know about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I thought this one was... I thought you knew this one. I'm going to say no. Okay, yeah, you're right. Because he was... Very homosexual. Yeah. Crazy. And as we know, homosexuals cannot conceive children. Uh, yes, I guess. <laughs> that's, how that's one way of putting it. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> can, but uh, they uh, color outside the lines. But, uh... um, okay, uh, number two. Do you, you recognize number two, I assume? Number two is everyone's favorite serial <laughs> killer. A body handsome, count of 35 or, or three or or 36 or 135 oh yeah like wait uh, is that yeah confirm 35 but if you add a digit oh, yeah. add it's digit. either 36 or 135 um i remember seeing that is it the movie with eric banna that came out in the early 2000s oh and... i didn't know that eric banna played it, it, is it eric banna i think it's eric banna plays him did you see um the new one with um zach efron no i must watch that actually. it's very good Zac Efron's fucking great in it. Crazy yeah. how because he's real charming. He's like making the jury laugh and stuff. I saw the he's trailer. Yeah. Exactly like Ted Bundy. Like it's crazy. Like they show over the credits at the end. They show like the court. They show footage of Ted Bundy beside yeah. Zac Efron. It's like it's crazy how much he's yeah. like him. Good, so, really good film though. Yeah, my guess is he has to have a kid somewhere because that guy, despite the fact that he fucked a lot of dead bodies, he fucked a lot of live bodies too. <laughs> well, you are right, but um, it's not like he has uh, kids with victims. He uh, was uh, married. He, he, had, he had a home life and had a kid and an adopted kid. I, that's what I couldn't remember. Was it he like, he married a woman who already had a kid or if, it was his kid. That's what I couldn't remember. Well, he did. He married her. She already had a kid, but then they had a kid together. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think she gave birth literally like maybe around the time of the trial. Uh, wow. Yeah. So he had a kid. Uh, so yeah. you got you got two two rights so far. Yeah. Doing well. Uh, so it's going to get a bit harder here. You do know yeah. this guy. You definitely don't recognize the pick because it's him young as a young okay. man. Number three. Yeah. yeah this is uh, Joseph James D'Angelo. He was arrested recently. You would know him as the Golden State Killer. Ah, but I think going by the picture, you can see that he, like, as a young man, he was a cop. I, I, I feel like you can probably tell if he was a father or not, just based on how he looks and his job <laughs> and stuff. Or can you? No, I think he is a dad. Yeah, because yeah, of course, yeah, he three yeah. children. Because uh, there is a whole thing of he's like an old man, and he, I know he'd been married and stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah and I, I just feel like it's rare for a cop not to have a family <laughs> like once they reach a certain age like uh, yeah they might have an estranged family like maybe they're yeah, yeah. an alcoholic detective that don't see their kids much but they'll, they'll always have a family yeah okay so number four there so this is uh the, the ori- one of the original serial killers that's hh H. holmes oh, are you yeah. familiar with hh H. holmes yeah this guy at the, uh, the house of horrors yeah that's the that's the very lad yeah, yeah, that was going to be my guess. Like I couldn't remember his name. 
but I was like, oh, right. that's definitely the guy who has the killer house because of the photos, like the old black and white photo with the bowler hat and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. I think, was was there an episode of Supernatural? There was. They're in? Yeah. yeah. They found the house, and it's like the house is almost, it's it's almost an a, a, a entity in itself or something. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, and there's, it was like he was possessed by the house or something. Yeah. That kind of thing. I must rewatch that. That's like a season one or two episode, actually. Although interestingly, maybe not a serial killer. He's only confirmed to have killed one person. But uh, olden times, they didn't investigate a lot, and it was very no forensics. Uh, now we as people assume he killed much more. I think they put it at at least nine, but probably more. Oh, yeah, but if you didn't kill anyone of station, you didn't kill anyone. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it worked back then. Your tree for tree, though. What do you think? Do you think uh, H.H. Holmes? Do you think he was a daddy? Uh, oh, is this a, a fun game? One. I can't tell if this is good content. Um, this is a hard one. I'm gonna say no, just for the fun of it. I'm afraid he had one or two children. Sorry, he had two children. Ah, uh, oh, you're good. You're good. You're you're still. Although we, we didn't even say if there was anything on the line here. Like, what happens if you get them yeah. wrong? What happens if you win? Doesn't matter. Well, but you you're, you're still free for murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you if you get them if you get the bulk of them right, you have immunity in the event that you ever decide to kill me. If you get the majority wrong, the reverse. I have immunity if I ever decide to kill you. That's what's on the oh, line. Okay, so the leader has to write a note. <laughs> yeah, that's in their, they leave in the safety deposit box that says. No matter what happened, if I was murdered, it definitely wasn't Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's binding. <laughs> and you, and you have like, it definitely wasn't Shane. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so number five, Pogo yeah. the Clown, better known as John Wayne Gacy. This is a hard one. Oh, I was going to say Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> um... Oh my God. It does look like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh um, my god, that's sorry. amazing! Never um, would have occurred. Didn't he to me, do but... that? Didn't he do that really depressing TV show? Where he's a guy who wants to be a clown. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Even, I watched no, I a few episodes. That, but he but... looks the exact same as him there. Like it's the smile. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's the smile. Got me. Um, I mean, he had a lot of children. <laughs> um, oh, a lot of people would get this wrong. I'm gonna say. For the sake of living his life of cover, yes. You're absolutely correct. He had two yeah. uh, of his own and he had also uh, adoptees. Adoptees. Is that the word? <laughs> he, yeah. he adopted with his well, the woman he married. He adopted oh, yeah. her pre- children from a previous marriage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stepchildren. Um, yeah. yeah, stepchildren. He had stepchildren. That would have been the easier way to say it. Yeah. And he had also, like, killed 33 others. Oh, I didn't realize it was that high a number. Fucking yeah. hell. Oh, it's estimated to be more. Yeah. Jeez. I think he, he said it w- was more, but they could never, like, yeah. determine. Okay, so number six, this is, uh, that's David Berkowitz, who was the, Berkowitz, who was the son of Sam. I was looking at his face going, I know him. Yeah, he's very recognizable. You don't know where you know him from, but you're just like, look at that. Yeah. Such a guido as well. <laughs> yeah. I, Is that an offensive term? I don't know. From what I know of 
his crimes and kind of his motives is that he was a complete fucking psycho and a real loser. So I'm going to say no. You are absolutely correct. You've only gotten one wrong. You're doing very well. <laughs> yeah. Better than I thought I was. When you once you explained what the game was, I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna be able to manage this. I'm, I'm liking this game now. I don't know if it makes for good audio, but it's fun to play. Yeah. But you're gonna share the image on uh, yeah, yeah, on our socials and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so number seven is uh that's Albert Fish. Again, we're going back to I don't even know what year, but like turn of the century, the previous century. Are you aware of him at all? This is, uh, I was going to say, am I allowed to ask for hints because I know the name. Yeah. Uh, from listening to other true crime podcasts where they, they throw the name out there and I'm trying to remember what he did and I can't. Okay. So he was a killer it. of children. Uh, okay. Confessed to six, suspected of at least nine, but they reckon probably much more. Do I get anything like a 50-50? Oh, sorry, the game is 50-50. You know what I mean? Do I get a phone a friend or a hint? Or uh, here? I, I would happily give you one, but I'm not sure what I could even offer other than yeah. what I just said. Like, yeah, I'm not sure what other clues um, you could kind of give. What age was he when he was arrested? Do you know? uh, much older. I don't know what age, but he was an old, older man. Oh, okay. In that case. Older man's time, for the time, anyway. I've, that's what I was going to say. For the time period, I think it would be very unusual for a man to be unmarried. So I'm going to say, yes, he has killed children. You are correct. He had six, including Albert Fish Jr., who uh, imagine like being his son and also having his name. Yeah. Okay, so you only got one wrong, yeah. One wrong so far. You're on to the last one. One of eight. So like, I don't need to tell you who this guy is. This is Charles Manson. Now... I know people are going to. Oh yeah! You should. And you have a son, and then I. This is how I reveal I'm Charles Manson's son. You you should have thrown in a picture of your dad into this round just to fuck with me. (laughs) Oh, oh, that'd have been so much funnier. Or a picture of my dad. (laughs) Or in the second round when I show you sons of killers, the first picture is just a picture of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, that would have been so. So much funnier. Damn, I Damn. wish I thought of that. But now I know, and a lot of people are going to say now, oh, Charles Manson isn't a killer. I know, like, this is... I know. Get used to get used to that, because in the next round, I'm using that same logic. Uh, he still counts, right? He, um... Now, Charles Manson's a tricky dicky, because, like I said with Ted Bundy, is he got around. So... Mm. And he run, ran himself a nice little cult, which is a well-known way to thing to do as a cult leader or as a exactly, prodigy yeah. of any kind is that you're the only one who gets to fuck the girls and then all the children are yours. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know if he got that far into his little uh, commune. So I'm trying to think. Oh, I think you have to are, go your gut on this one. Yeah, odds are more likely he has children than not because he probably fucked a lot of the women in his uh, his family. So I'm going to say yes. You are correct. He had uh, at least three children, but uh, a lot of people have come forward in the last decade or two claiming to be grandchildren and children and stuff, but three confirmed. Um, So you got... Seven of the eight right there. I'm really impressed with that, i got to be honest. That's probably the best uh, did, I've ever done. In did any you game. notice anything about the results? 
that pretty much all bar two have children. I was just going to say that, yeah. Despite the fact that, as we talked about in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you watch any fucking cop show or movie and the cliche yeah. serial killer is a single white male who lives alone. Yeah. But in reality, it's so rare that that is. So, for example, you take that there's eight serial killers and two of them fit that profile? Two of them. And I wouldn't say, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer was a very young man. So, like, yeah. most young men are live single. alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or with housemates um, or whatever. And, and, well, and he was, like, to be honest, like, if he grew up in a different time, he probably wouldn't have been single and living alone. Yeah, he'd have a, a beard wife. Um. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, he'd probably just have, he might not have even got into the shit he got into if he just had a, a happy, openly gay lifestyle. Well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, sorry, I've I misunderstood you as if he, uh, I was thinking further back in time, not if he'd lived now. Sorry. Because yeah, yeah. Dammer as well, like he, um, everything like escalated with him, like the cannibalism happened much later. Like it was all, he, he just, he was definitely weird. But if he, if he was starting now, he probably would have never gotten to the point he got to. I know what you mean. It was because he was so isolated by himself and he was so far down a rabbit hole of being told everything he did was taboo and yeah hating himself and yeah, yeah i get and i think it was kind of like just being gay was treated he was treated just as much of an outcast for being gay as he would have been when he started to have all these weird fantasies that he didn't even see the difference between the two at that point yeah yeah exactly yeah to he's like i suppose so in the, his mind like, well, i'm already gay and everybody thinks this is fucking weird so yeah, and I exactly. acted on that, so why shouldn't I act on everything else? Like, and depending, I'm not too familiar with American law, but he was already breaking the law if he was gay in certain countries anyway at that time period, uh, which is a really sad thing in history. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, well, onto much much more fun stuff. Uh, do you want to go on to the second round there? Can I have a pee break because I just finished a can of beer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realised. That um, in order for for you to lose, you will have to get every question wrong in the next round. For the points, like <laughs> yeah, because you've well, you've gotten like seven of eight, and there's only five in the next one. Um, well, no, actually, so no, sorry, there's six in the next one, so you'll have to get them all wrong. I think I'm going to have to change the rules and like deduct two points for, for a wrong answer. <laughs> Fair enough, but. Let's go ahead and uh, play the second round anyway. I'm going to give you a lot more clues for this one because it's a ridi- it'd be ridiculous oh, otherwise. Right, yeah. So are you ready to go into the second round? Yeah, yeah. yeah give me one second. I just need to... Okay, I'm good. ready now. I'm okay, ready for the second round. So you see number one there? Uh, hang on, open it up. Okay, wow. It looks like a, kind of like an old version of Batista from Dexter, actually. I was just going to say that. <laughs> So I'll I'll just tell you who that is. That is a man named Steve Hodel. Okay. And I guess the best the clue would be that he is, I think he's retired now, but for 40, 50 years, he was a homicide detective in Hollywood Police Department, LA yeah. Police. But he is the son of a suspected killer. Uh, oh. So bear in mind, so he he's a detective in Hollywood, so... For like 40, 50 years, me and his father would have been in, around that area in like the 20s, 30s, 40s. Uh, so think of like 
famous crime movie set in that oh. period. Uh, and so okay. who's, who's his That's daddy? The, uh, the Black Dahlia killer. Okay, now I gave you way too good of a clue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Ted Cruz's dad, but you know. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he actually, he, he, he himself uh, strongly suspects his father was the Black Dahlia's killer oh that's crazy yeah he wrote a book on it um and like he's not some just crazy kook like he's a detective oh man that sounds fascinating now and his father was a suspect his father was questioned his his father like if you the surgeon who they suspected was the killer that was that why he became a cop Uh, i believe so yeah wow that's quite common is like the children of criminals become cops it's that they um, it's like they're they're serving their parents penance almost. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or, which, or like, it's or it's like the whole fear, which is to set up in in Scream, is that she's afraid she'll be just like her dad. Yeah. So, so they kind of try and go the opposite route, and then they just end up being a psycho cop. I don't know. <laughs> but I imagine a lot of it too is even just the like realistically, you imagine you grow up with that, you probably become acutely aware of just telltale signs and stuff. And you end up surrounded by that stuff for your life, for your whole life. It probably actually makes you quite a good cop. Yeah. You're you're probably like well tuned into stuff that others aren't. You have a, what's the, uh, oh, we had a word for it. It's like a, a sixth sense or not a sixth sense. Well, it's the same reason we like in in the last round. I showed you a picture of the Golden State Killer. The reason he like evaded the police for fucking decades and was not just one. He was essentially he was three different serial killers. <laughs> like they didn't yeah. like it was years later they put together. Oh, these three different serial killers are all the one guy. It was because he was a cop, so he had a head start. Like cops understand serial killers, and apparently serial killers understand cops. It's pretty smart. So what it is constantly change up your game. You know? Yeah. Okay, so number two, uh, so I I will mention this, like, there is loads of, like, kids of serial killers you could put in this round, but I would feel a bit guilty, like, us just talking about people who want to be forgotten. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. uh, So, obviously, with Steve Hoddle, like, I mean, he's written books about it, he's very open. Uh, Number two here, uh, he was charged as an accessory to his father's crimes and is currently serving prison time, so I feel it's okay to, to include him. Okay. Now, could you guess who he, who's who, who the daddy is? <laughs> this is a hard one, and I'm not going to give you much clues because no, I've no idea. I'm just trying to think of. Uh... I can tell you, he's serving prison. He's ser- his prison sentence is being served six consecutive life sentences in Virginia State Prison. If that helps, that is not ringing any bells for me. Virginia. <sighs> Uh, like okay, I, I can get real. I could get really obvious by just saying the actual city where where they think of cities that are in Virginia. Sorry, I'm trying to think of cities that are in Virginia. Sorry. Well, it's technically it's a district, so it's technically not in Virginia, but it's beside it. So oh, DC. Yeah. Is it? Um. Oh fuck! You're gonna have to tell me this one. Uh, the DC sniper. DC oh, snipers yeah. would, would be the two of them, but yes, yeah, of course. He oh, maintains God. he he didn't really do any of the any of the killing. It was, was like the father, his spotter, wasn't he? he was just, yeah, uh, the father was that, yeah. put to death in two thousand and nine. Uh, wow, it was that long ago? Uh, well, he put to death. I think like it was two thousand and two, two thousand and three. Yeah, but that's what I mean, 
Yeah, I kind of, I would have thought, I would have thought I was an adult when it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember Not vividly. It's the, I think it's the only kind of big serial killer manhunt we would have lived through, is it? Or at least that we could would remember. Yeah. I just kind of imagined I was about 19 or 20, but I was like 16, 17. You know? Yeah, I thought I'd have been a bit older too. Yeah, that was a fucked up case. Yeah, bizarre. Okay, so number three, I feel like you're going to get this straight away because I think that's really obvious. Okay. I feel like I don't need to say anything here. I think you just know who 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 the daddy is there. Uh, I'm actually going to try and... I think you need to... Yeah, are you looking at it on like a smartwatch or something? How how can you know? No, no. Um... I feel like I'm going to have to count you down because I, this is taking way too long. I think this is the yeah, most yeah, obvious... No, this is, um... And silent air of me thinking isn't a very good podcast. <laughs> Five, four, no, three. Drawn blank on these. Really? Yeah. Number three. Yeah. The big long-haired guy with the beard, the uh, Charles Manson-looking motherfucker. You. You know what? I, I am thought, sh- for a second. I thought that. And I thought that's too obvious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is Charles Manson's son. Although I keep seeing it, I've seen the picture posted elsewhere as grandson, which actually I feel like might make more sense, but apparently it's son. Oh, okay. Um, I am shocked. Like, you got all, you got ones right I wouldn't have thought you would have gotten. I'm shocked yeah. you got that, that you didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, well, you lose two points for that one because yeah, you need to make, make this interesting. Because yeah. otherwise you've already, you'd have already won. Okay, so you're not going to get this, I don't yeah. think. But I'll just ask you, number four there, who's the daddy? Um, <laughs> no idea, no idea. Like, I'll, I'll, the clue will be, up. it's somebody else that's already been on the list. Okay, so I'm going to look back at the their photos then. And um, oh, I'm going to say Bundy's daughter. Uh Fortunately, it was also Charles Manson. (laughs) (laughs) My joke was going to be, I was just going to list out all of Charles Manson kids, but I'll tell you, the the next two are not Charles Manson. Look at her um, number three, like they have the same nose and stuff. Yeah. As I look at Manson, it's similar enough as well. Yeah, yeah. That's annoying. I should have guessed that. They look really like actually, the two of them. Yeah. Even if they have different mothers, they still look very like. Yeah, and I think they're actually the same mother. Yeah. Now, okay, I'll get, I'll, I'll make, try and make this next one a bit easier. This is current. This person, this girl in number five. I was going to say it's a very modern looking photo. Yeah. yeah. So if we do a video for this, I'll blur this out because I think this person might only be like sixteen or seventeen, but they're an Instagram influencer. Oh, okay. And they're okay. Their father isn't a serial killer, but they're definitely a killer. And it's very current. They're very current. Okay. <laughs> it's in their, in their news. <laughs> like, if you watch the news tonight, their name was probably mentioned. Would she be of Russian? Um, <laughs> perhaps. By perhaps, any chance? perhaps. <laughs> and would her surname be Putin? <laughs> it, well... She's a love child, so her surname might not be Putin. Okay. Yeah. But her daddy yeah. certainly is. <laughs> and she also looks very like her daddy. Yeah. I would say that is Vladimir Putin's daughter. That's that is correct. 
Okay, so last one. I look at her face now. She's like the spit of him. It looks like his face photoshopped onto a girl's face. It's so weird. (laughs) It's so weird. So the last one. I'm not going to give you much clues about this because we have to make it. Like, if you get this right, you win. If you get it wrong, I win. That's uh, what I'm deciding now. (laughs) All, All I will say is that she's not the daughter of a killer, but killers. Ooh. Is she a Clinton? <laughs> you are correct. Yes. That is Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> uh, so you win. So I will write down, I will, uh, I'll make a note. I'll write a note that you're, you, you're immune from any investigation into any debt I'm involved in. And I'll keep it in my wallet until the end of my days. <laughs> so like if my body's ever found ever, anywhere. There will just be a note there so, like uh remember in um parks and rec where he has the will he wrote in his okay. wallet i will just have a note saying that shane did not do it in my wallet at all times in my handwriting which will immediately send the authorities to my <laughs> and i'll have to explain to them and then play them this episode which means even if you do kill me yeah you, you'll have an alibi an, an alibi recorded like 10 years i assume you're gonna wait a decade before you kill me it's a perfect plan yeah that was a weird game to play sorry that took so much focus off the episode uh, <laughs> that that took like half an hour um i know we took it was fun we took a pee break in the middle but that was good fun um so i think the lesson we learned from that game is that uh well i don't think we really learned anything did we just that there's a lot of kids of serial killers I'm so not very bad at names but I if you're listening mind. to this and you're the son of a serial killer or the daughter don't worry about it and get in touch. Tell us about it. <laughs> I would love to talk to the child of a serial killer. Or a serial killer. Yeah. Well, actually, I probably wouldn't really like to talk to a serial killer. Yeah, we're not really a true crime podcast, but I'd love to talk to someone involved in that. The insanity of that word. Well, yeah, so as we could figure out how, how to survive, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we're not looking well you see tips. that's the thing that's how like it's difficult to go into how we survive scream 2022 because i think when we done our scream episode and we essentially decide that we would probably be billy and Stu. i think so yeah <laughs> um because i think they don't survive, survive they don't survive they don't what we would have because <laughs> we want to done some of the dumb shit they did yeah like yeah. knocking some other girl up when you've been working a whole year trying to you're so upset about that. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. I just it just does not make sense. It does not make sense for the character. Yeah. So I think at this point we can Ski Ulrich put a lot of work into that character and they just undid it all. Yeah. At this point for time, I suppose we need to go full spoilers, I guess. Full spoilers. And we're gonna sum this up pretty quickly. Um so the killers turn out to be uh sam's boyfriend played by what's his name quaid jack quaid jack quaid Jack Quaid, yeah john and jack it's jack jack and he's teamed up with uh sam's little sister tara her best friend amber who is very obviously a fucking psycho straight um, away straight away. for me is so it's the opening scene is tara is on the phone to the killer rings her. It's the exact same scene as the Drew Barrymore one. She's cooking. She's not making popcorn. She's making something else. Um, and he's some like, do you like scary movies? Sorry, 
she's making like some vegan shit because it's like Gen Z kids. It's their version. Oh yeah, of she's probably she's probably making corn, as in Q O R N. Yeah, corn, corn, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, organic, gluten free popcorn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, in a uh, a vegan caramel made from dates, and um, there's a point where she's because she's texting her friend at the same time Amber while yeah. this is going on, and then it's revealed that t- uh, the killer has a clone of Amber's phone. Yeah, which and shows... almost impossible to clone a phone these days, by the way. And as well in that way, because wouldn't Amber also get the messages? I yeah, yeah. It would be my understanding of it. But it's um But I guess the kid, the, kid doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And because they don't the actually clone Amber's in on it. Yeah, at one point the killer shows her a video of Amber in her room, like he's outside the window. But like he's talking to her and stuff. It's just very obvious that she's involved in it. Yeah. I thought. And then once you meet the character, right you're like, once you see her later in the film, yeah. When they're interacting as friends, you're like, oh, she's definitely the killer. Clearly she looks her, like yeah. a, she has that like got sort of look to her or something. She looks like she's actually very good in it. To be fair, like at the end when she goes, like. That's why I, I didn't like Jack Quaid being the killer because he just doesn't see, like, one-on-one, I think I wouldn't break a sweat. I could beat Jack Quaid. Yeah, which is why his character in like, The Boys works. Like, sorry? That's why he works well, yeah, so well yeah. in The Boys. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like the girl, Matt, she she actually seemed more threatening. She's closer to Stu. Like, she's yeah. proper crazy at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like she's actually a threat because she's a psycho. Yeah, he kind of comes across like he's just playing a game. Like mm. to him, it's like a, a game, like a fantasy and stuff. And uh, but the second he walked on screen, I was like, "Oh, it's him!" And he's probably working with Amber. But then Amber, there was a little called her Amanda. Sorry, sorry. And then a little bit later on, they meet the twins who are what's his name's niece and nephew. Um, yeah, and uh, I thought sure. if it is not Amber and jack quaid it's the twins now the only thing i I thought that for a little bit and then as it went on then i thought differently yeah and it did occur to me that it could be the twins and the reason i thought that is because i remember originally in scream 2 randy was going to be the killer okay and the script was leaked and that's why they changed it while shooting and so i thought this would be like their do-over to have the movie obsessed characters actually be the ones behind it yeah but what I did think the only the the only time I thought no, it's not Jack Quaid, it's because it was so obvious that it was him. I was like, no, they're definitely this is way too obvious. I bet it's actually going to be the younger sister. And yeah, uh, what's the friend's name? Keep forgetting it. Not Amanda. Amber. Amber. Yeah, they'd actually be the sister and Amber. Yeah, because it's hinted I, at early on that they might like it. It makes it like Amber's like I thought they were um, a couple at the start. Oh, because yeah, Amber's yeah. looking after her in the hospital, and so I thought that was going to be the thing they had a relationship, and then I even thought that maybe to do something really weird, like that the older sister wasn't actually Billy Loomis's daughter, that like her little sister planted those diaries from the beginning oh, or something wow. like that. That's smart, yeah, yeah. But she'd have been uh, too young. The age she'd have been like eight, but like yeah. 
scream movie. Yeah. It'd make as much sense as some of the other stuff they've done. But that's the yeah. only thing I thought that maybe she was in on it, and that'd explain why, like, the one character to, to survive an attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, I, I thought that, and then I thought, but then there was no reason for that whole opening scene to have happened then. No, but they could be such psychopaths that they would just act it out amongst yeah, themselves. Played it out because it's, yeah. they're role playing, like yeah, yeah. And it, they're Gen Z kids; they love uh, they love role playing. You could reveal it that that it's that's their role play thing, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that was probably Jack Wade's best line is when they're breaking up the party, and he like flashes the lights, and he's like. Hi, Gen Z. Nice to meet you. It's time to go yeah. home. <laughs> so. The thing is, like, I, I, I do really like Jack Wade. He's a great, he's yeah, great he's and brilliant. stuff. Um, and maybe he could take me in a fight. I don't know. <laughs> you just never know. I think he's got reach. He's he's tall. You know? He's very tall. Yeah, he's quite tall. Yeah, that'd be a, a huge advantage. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, my favorite part was that Sam just savaged him. Um, mm. she was like and he's just like mess. pissing he's pissing himself by the end like yeah and she stabbed him so much this is a big thing and actually i only thought about it this time but like it happens dewey is stabbed in the first film then he yeah. stabbed in the second one i think he's stabbed in the third as well i think yeah. he's stabbed in the third as well because then the whole i don't think he's even in the fourth one um, no, i need him are maybe and then, campbell is but and then in this one, then he's like, not this time and stuff. That's the whole thing. But it's, um, it's very difficult to stab someone to death. It's, yeah. Like, that's why when you hear about people being stabbed to death, it's like stabbed 72 times. It's, yeah. It's, or it's their throat slit. Like, it's, mm. you know, it's kind of one of these things. It's, um, sorry, I wouldn't. To say it's difficult to stab someone to death is, <laughs> if you, I feel like I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> yeah, um, it is well, a horrible, no, horrible what, thing what to do to somebody. But you don't, people don't bleed out as quick as you some think. movies would depict. Uh, as. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of thing in movies for years where, like, you know, a killer comes up behind somebody, stabs them in the back, and they fall down dead. And yeah, now a stab in the back might do it quick enough though if you cut through their spinal cord or yeah. got them through the heart or a lung but like it's if you're there's a lot of things like people have a lot of defensive it's well you put of, even being shot like obviously not yeah. like a fucking shotgun or something but being sh- like a, a, a gunshot wound to the stomach yeah. it can take you hours to die from like it you it won't is. bleed out for hours like yeah, yeah. Or days, yeah, yeah, it can be days. You can go you can go out like Van Gogh. Yeah. What, is that the lesson? So that's the is that what we're teaching people? You know, don't go for the stomach, you know? <laughs> like if you are going to <laughs> go for the neck. What I found this is what I was saying earlier. How uh, they go so out of the air in this film to be like, Oh look, Jack Quaid is in this scene that the killer was just in, so clearly he's not the killer. They do it like four times. The same. Yeah, it, yeah, they basically do it so much to it. I, I, I wish I got a chance to go back and rewatch it to actually count. But it seems like every killing we see on screen, apart from the blonde guy Wes, and remember yeah. him and his mother are killed. I think yeah. they are the only two killings on screen that could be Jack Quaid, and every other killing yeah. has to be the girl 
And she's about 5'4 in the ending. But when she kills Dewey, she's about 6'2". I was going to say that. She's giant. She's taller than Jack Quaid is. But and it's and he's because he's, he's there in that scene. He's yeah, there. so it has he to be her. Be him. Yeah, and she even says at the end, she says she watched Dewey die. She lifts, she stabs Dewey in the back and the stomach and lifts him up with the two knives, like and cuts she, through him. Yeah, and <laughs> it's um, and she's she's a tiny girl, like yeah, and it suits her character that the line Ghostface says as they kill Dewey is it's been an honor and it's yeah, her character yeah. rather than Jack Wade's character. So it, it makes just sense the physicality of it makes absolutely no oh. sense. <laughs> yeah. So. Like that's where like it would be better if maybe if she was the one seeing visions and that she was just so like so much adrenaline because she was being egged on by the ghost yeah, of another character or something. True, yeah. Did you uh notice did you recognize her for anything from anything else? No, that was driving me crazy. It drove me crazy too, and it's because she plays essentially the same character in a film that came out two years ago. She even died the same way. <laughs> She's the uh, Manson she, she, in Once Upon a Time in Once Upon a Time Mexico. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's who she She's is. the Manson family member who gets blowtorched to death, and she literally runs through the house screaming, holding a knife. It's the exact same <laughs> scene. <laughs> Do you think that's why they did it in this? Apparently, uh, yeah. Apparently not. Apparently, uh, it was the roles were reversed. Jack Quaid was meant to get that debt originally. Oh yeah, and but they kind of more... decided on the day it was better for him to be the one that Sam stabs. To yeah, it makes more sense for Sam to kill. Um, and she and she stopped him. And was like, okay, you know, I literally had the, the exact same death scene in a film that just came out last year. And that's like, oh, really funny. Okay. That just well, reminds me of. Uh, uh, I need to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again because of um, such a good movie. Because it's the it's my favorite part of it. <laughs> it's just uh, just Leonardo DiCaprio's performance as he's blowtorching her to death. Because <laughs> he's just like, or sorry, right afterwards, he's just real like, ah, okay, like <laughs> he's just. Uh, well, my favorite is when he's ex- telling the story to the neighbor. It's like, yeah. and this bunch of fucking hippies came up and well, I fried one of them pretty good. <laughs> Just he's so, <laughs> so casual about it's so nonchalant. Like, brilliant. It, I, I, my favorite part about that film actually is that the line, the word hippies is never said unless the word fucking become, comes before it. It's always yeah, fucking yeah. hippies. <laughs> um, but okay, so do we sort do we survive Scream 2022? I think we survive it because, first of all, if we're the children of a, a serial killer, we don't come back. I think we'd know better. Yeah, or we get um, driven back. Sorry, that was the thing I was going to say. I thought it would turn out that Jack Quaid was the son of... Um, ah. Of, uh, what's his name? Stu. Stu, yeah, I thought maybe Matthew Lillard's character. Stu. You see that something like that would have been good. Like if the word, if they're going to do this whole legacy thing, and I yeah. know it's cliched, but I feel like fuck it if it's cliched. Just make it, make the killer related to the, the original killer. killers. Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to flip it on its head that yeah, the hero is the child of the last killer, not the new killer. Which is good. I I do like that too. But then. Like 
I'm still just not sure where to go because they're doing it because they want to do another movie. And I'm not sure where you go after yeah. that. Um, yeah, because it's it's funny too because the the film almost kind of turns Billy into a good guy in a way because he's helping, even though it's a figment of her imagination, yeah, but he's helping her. Or is it? It's his, him as a dark passenger, I think. Yeah, well, I think um, probably I, I have a feeling they'll go that way. I think that'd be a great way to go. Yeah. But then it does make him like kind of a good guy, yeah. Because he saves her. He's the one. Because it's now like he sees that that where the knife is and tells her. Yeah, to go he for he, it. he points at it for her, or he kind of nods at her for it. It's great, and she ah, it's great. She stabs him through the mouth. Oh, I yeah, good it's fucking horrible. Stab, but so it's yeah. great. And um, so yeah, I kind of think like so. What's the smart move here? Is as we said. You don't go home. You abandon your. I think it's you, you don't city. go home, but like, I also feel like a lot of just the traps in the screen movie are just so easily avoidable. Like, I it's going back to just what we said in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But of course, have a gun with you. Yeah. Uh, go for the head. Like, don't like, don't give any second thought. Yeah, go that, for the head. That mask each has time. no protection in it, and uh, it's funny because. At around probably because it's a two-hour movie, it's like whatever an hour fifty or something like that. Around the hour mark, I thought the way to survive this is to have a gun. And then, um, what's her name? Nev Cam- Campbell shows up at the end with like she has got two guns in her car. She's one for her and one for Courtney Cox. Yeah, and yeah. um, and then it doesn't really help them that much, but. What annoyed me about that is Nev Campbell's character is somebody who's been prepared for this for years. Yeah, she and, and she owns a gun, so she clearly spends a lot of time in the firing range. There's no way when they shoot at Amber when she comes out the front door at that time and they somehow miss her. That was ridiculous. Yeah, I thought that they would have taken her out, no problem. She's a teenager who's holding a gun for the first time. Nev Campbell is somebody who's in the firing range every Saturday morning. Yeah, like she even says it early on yeah. when, when Courtney Cox on the phone to her, she's like, do you have a gun? And her response yeah, yeah. is, I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a fucking gun. Yeah, yeah. she's it's like, she she's... But you don't, apparently yeah. you don't practice with it though. <laughs> yeah, she is not someone who gets up in the morning and goes to Pilates or spin class. She gets up and goes to the gun range. And yet, yeah. she can't shoot for shit so that really annoyed me she should yeah. have been like how um laurie strode is in the 2018 halloween mm. like where yeah. she like in that she's just sarah connor from terminator yeah and she should have been yeah and i, I do like that from that halloween film that it just made laurie yeah. strode into sarah connor which is fitting because the first terminator movie was influenced by halloween yeah, halloween yeah, yeah. and then halloween sequel this sequel is influenced by terminator 2 yeah. like how it goes full circle that's that's how it should be played it's yeah sydney should have showed up at the end of just being a fucking absolute badass <laughs> that she kind still, of wasn't it's just uh not to go back to texas chance massacre but in the new one sally shows up and they just shit on her character entirely oh no <laughs> because she used it turns out like she's been a sheriff and she's been tra- trying to track down Leatherface for years. And as soon as she shows up, she ends up locking the two people Leatherface are chasing into a car to use them as bait. <laughs> and then she completely fucks up and she just gets killed. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> and I think to go like so now she doesn't act it turns out she wasn't she didn't die straight away and she managed getting in one last shot at the very end. But still it has that she showed up, used two people as bait, two innocent people that were in the same predicament she was once in, and then ended up getting like a chainsaw through her stomach anyway. So she just does nothing. <laughs> She should have just got them in the car and got them out of town. Like, yeah. Because that or was literally the just in the original got them in the car and just stood firing off shots at Leatherface. But she wanted to like confront him and show him the oh, picture okay. from the, the, the Polaroid from the original and see so if he remembers. His brother blew up with gunpowder. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 She wanted to see if he remembered them. But it's like, no, like, you know, he, he wouldn't remember them. Just. Yeah. He's gone. Like, his brain is gone. Anyway. Um. I suppose, like, they had the whole thing with Sydney, like, going around the house, shooting at the doors, trying to find them, which was smart, but she should have been way more precise with her, her shooting, I suppose. Yeah. When she See, and again, like, that was just something Halloween done much better, because in, in Halloween, Laurie Strode is going around the house doing something similar, but she's built her house to kind of lure Michael back, so she has a trap set up to, like, she has, like, every room is actually, like, a cage, so when oh, she checks yeah. each door, like a cage shoots down. If he is in there hiding somewhere, he's locked in. That's cool. Because she has the whole place rigged to be set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like she's just planned it out perfectly. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, so I think, yeah, like if you, if you were Sydney or whatever Courtney Cox's character was called, Gale. Or Dewey. I think in this scenario we're Dewey. Yeah, you're Dewey, because he, like, he was a cop. He was sheriff of the town until a few years ago. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the, like, this film would have been over if Dewey acted how most people would have acted. Like, whereas after he shoots Ghostface, he would have just yeah. stood up, pulled off the mask to see who he is, who is, or put cuffs on. Like, why would you run it? Like, you've shot somebody, like, three times in the stomach. They fell through, like, a, a trophy case. Why would you run after that? He runs yeah. and gets into an elevator and then decides, oh, wait, no, I, I I need to go back. And then by the time he goes back, it's too late or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Why because, would you not act accordingly right then? Because they're most definitely, as it turns out, it was Amber who was in the yeah the mask. Like She's probably unconscious or dealing with a lot of pain and stuff. Like, um, but forget about, forget about this being a screen movie. Any yeah. scenario you're in where somebody comes at you and you shoot them in the chest three times and they fall down. You would never run away after they've gone down. Yeah. If you're in a gas station and they've come in to rob you, if you're a security guard in a bank, if you're a cop in like a fucking hostage negotiate, like any scenario, somebody comes at you with a weapon and you shoot them three times in the chest and they fall down. The next thing you do after that is, confirm is either the kill. Yeah. confirm the kill or if they're still, you call an ambulance because they're bleeding out. Like if you're a cop, you'd probably call an ambulance. Yeah. Because uh, you don't let people bleed out once the threat is doesn't exist anymore. You you yeah. get the medical help or whatever. Uh, if you think they're a huge risk, like as you would go ghost face, maybe you, I I personally would probably shoot them in the head. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but you could like that, yeah. cuff them to something. You don't just run away. Like, that's, like, just not what you do. You don't shoot somebody three times in the chest and then just run. No, you tell innocent standbyers to get away from there. And yeah, which, and yeah, he should have done that because there was other people with him. The only reason you'd run is if, like, you did think that maybe this 
Ghostface does has have superhuman strength and I have no more bullets left. But neither of those things are the case here. So it just makes no sense. It's that's that's just real convenience, right? And we just yeah. want to write like a, it was, a way for Dewey to die. Like if it was Jason, I'd shoot him three times in the chest and then run the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? But Ghostface, I'd just shoot him in the head. <laughs> well, I think Jason, you just like stay shooting him in the head all day just to make sure. Because even yeah, if yeah. you run, he, he's just going to show up. He's going to end up being in the elevator by the time you get to it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But I think what we're we're arriving at is that realistically, it's probably pretty easy to put down anybody that's in the ghost face costume. Yeah, if you honestly, uh, to be honest, you don't. For to be honest, with the way he moves, he, like, he's so awkward in it. Like a punch to the throat is probably enough to put down <laughs> ghost face. Like you might get stabbed, but as we said, like what's yeah. one or two stabs? Like if you can get a good punch in the throat, yeah. <laughs> what I like is as soon as like literally the second Dewey meets Jack Quaid is like, well, he's the killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's right. And yeah. uh, it's just it's great. Like I love that. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah. This character. Well, I think they killed Dewey finally. Uh no, because I, I figured he won't come back anyway. Like, yeah, I, we we won't see any of those characters again from the original. No, I don't so. Think so. But uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. I think we survived yeah, Scream 2022 as easily as we did Scream 1996. <laughs> um, just by... For this one, it's just a case of be proficient with a firearm. Yeah, or punch them in the throat. Or punch them in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, like, look at that ghost face costume. Like, a fucking... Like, anybody, if you've done like one judo class, you're probably going to kick the shit out of anybody that ever dons the ghost face costume because there's yeah. just so much costume to work with to just get them on the ground uh yeah. it's, he's a very easy foe to take down uh so we'll leave it there and we will be back next week with something we haven't decided yet we'll figure it out until then have a nice apocalypse <laughs>